When the people began to multiply on the face of the ground, and the daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that they were fair, and they took wives for themselves of all they chose. I'm Alexander. I'm Diogenes. And I am Pablo. And you're listening to Atheists Read the Bible! Get ready for a spiritual journey as two godless atheists read the Bible from cover to cover. Will they learn to love Jesus? Or will they continue to forfeit their souls to Satan? Find out what happens when the Bible stops being polite and starts getting weird. Uh, guys, I should say to you, um, I'm actually agnostic. I don't know if I'm ruling, uh, destroying your show right now by having you on it. I hope that's okay. I have one thing to say to you, Pablo. Pick a side. <laughs> no, Pablo, yeah. it's okay. I, I, I'm with you. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I, we've established thus far that I am a weak atheist. And... <laughs> I, I don't have the conviction that you guys have your years of study of the Bible and all the religions in the world to actually get to that daring conclusion that there just isn't anything out there. Well, in our two episodes of study of the Bible, we've learned a lot. Well, this is episode six, so it's the previous five episodes of the Bible. Oh, I totally... Yes, we're releasing episode three. Yeah, I forgot we're in the future. Hello, future. I hope things are better now. <laughs> things weren't so great when we recorded this. <laughs> but maybe things will... It's not that kind of podcast, though. We're talking um, about the Bible. Also, I need to point out to you guys that I think I have a different type of Bible than you guys. Oh, so what when do you, you have? Were, yeah, when you were reading your, um, your verses... Uh, it was different than mine. So what I have is the what they call the NIV version, right? The New International Version of the Holy Bible. Okay, cool. Uh, from 1973. Ooh, a little legacy. small. Yeah, a, new, a little small trivia about this. I was reading on Wikipedia is that on 2011 there was a revised version of this Bible to remove every neutral gender prenoms of the Bible because at some point they decided to put neutral gender prenoms like humankind instead of mankind or men and just use humans but listen i'm excited guys to read with you this uh i've never done this before um i've the knowledge has just passed down to me by my family and grandparents and all that and uh i think this is like a really good opportunity to really actually get into this and uh, find out what these guys were writing about so were you you were raised with this in some version? Yes, uh, I come from a Catholic family, uh, all baptized and all that stuff from Brazil. And a little trivia here too: I believe Brazil is considered the country with the biggest population, largest population that believes in God. I think it's like ninety-five percent, something ridiculous like wow. that. Wow! Yeah, some sort, some form of God. And, he, and here yeah. I thought Brazil was all about sex. Yeah, right. Well, there's a lot of fascism. sex in the Bible. Yeah, a lot of sex in the Bible. With animals, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I see you listen to episode two. <laughs> so, yeah. So, no, I, I wasn't baptized. Thank you, God, for that. <laughs> the irony of that statement. 
Um, <laughs> so does that mean you're still covered in original sin? Is that what that's about? Yeah, I, I right? don't Isn't really it? understand baptism, but it, is like the original sin like on you? Is it like Thetans? Yeah, I think you're basically born in sin. That's what they say. You're born in sin, and then you have to basically right from the start repent yourself. Otherwise, you're just fucked. So um, sin is amniotic fluid then. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How much of this is just religious people being uncomfortable with vaginas? Because I don't want to do a spoilers, but there's all kinds of rules about like, oh, a woman's unclean when she's menstruating, all this. And if you're living around women, like, like that's right. Like, you should be like, okay, women menstruate. We yeah, understand yes. that this happens and this is a thing that happens. Yeah. <laughs> you, you would think. Yeah. Not go off into the woods. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I think it's much more about controlling them since they're born than anything else. Right. Um, but uh, to just continue my story here, the I was very thankful that my mom did not kind of force that upon us as kids, as babies, that she gave us a choice. And it turned out to be a great thing that she did because she has two uh, sons, me and my brother, and I wasn't baptized, didn't want to be baptized. But lo and behold, my brother at age 15 chose to be baptized his own choice so i I thought that was really cool that uh it worked out that way you know i think that's how it should be in a way yeah yeah not not, not forcing into like a newborn right right like how the anabaptists do it where like when you become of age that's part of the thing are anabaptists still a thing well, I mean, the Amish are still a thing. They're, they get baptized. I think, don't Mormons do that too? Mormons get baptized later? Am I just I think making so. that up? After Rumspringa. <laughs> no, I don't think Mormons have Rumspringa. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. But they do have a, a, a something like that. Really? I think... I oh, don't I know. gotta ask my friend about this. You should. You should. Oh I, I feel like there's like... You have to reconfirm, right? And so there, I feel like you're, the Mormons give the opportunity to... I mean, I might be totally wrong. I know very little about Mormonism. <laughs> but I thought this was a thing, but I might be confusing it. No, in, in Catholic, uh, we have, you start with a baptism. When you're an infant, though, right? Generally. Well, generally, I guess, yeah. But you could do it at any time. And then you do your first communion. That's also another. Statement. Now, what is that? That's the first time you have the, the Eucharist? Is that? Well, I think I believe that is basically you're just uh, because when you are a newborn, you don't have a choice in a way. Right. Then they you're a little older now. And it's basically like your choice. You know, they're giving you like, okay, yeah, you're choosing now to to actually choose of your own own will. And what age does that does that happen? It it could be any age, actually. It could be any age because if you're if you're a nine year old and you say, I want to do my first communion, mom. Then mom will be like super proud and like, yay, let's do the first communion of my child at age nine. It's like almost like, okay, she got some sort of conscious that she wants to do that. And they, they right. become super happy for doing that. But some parents, the majority of them actually forced a little bit on their kids to do it too. So it's kind of sad in that way. Yeah, well, how much free will do you really have is like, you know, like up until a certain age, your religious beliefs, your political beliefs, everything just comes from your parents. You know, whatever your parents happen to be, that's how you're going to think until you start to be exposed to the world and, you know, different ideas. And 
True. Things true. that your but, parents might not agree with. Right. But anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for having me on the show for this. This is a good opportunity for me. I, I know I'm going to learn a lot from you guys. <laughs> well, we'll see if any of us know anything. I think yeah. that's still an open question. <laughs> we, we are in no way experts. We are just blindly reading through. And uh, I heard this uh, this chapter has some interesting things. Well, we've uh, we can actually jump right back in right there, right? So- yeah, we j- did just read uh, something pretty crazy. So, people have populated the earth. They're the face of the ground, which is an interesting phrasing. Right, it's kind of like uh, the face of the deep in Genesis 1. Oh. Which is the face of Tiamat, if you listen to the second episode of atheist read the bible um so referring to the surface only but that begs the question if they're specifying the people of the surface where else were their people In the, no, i'm no pointing can, to the yeah, sky no one can see you alexander <laughs> i've been given a look inferring that no one can see me which i was aware of but yes <laughs> uh, well we're talking we're talking about sky people right so who are these this is the first time uh we're seeing and it's also interesting okay so it's the first time we're seeing this phrase sons of god so who are the sons of god well which which what do you have um any annotation as to what version of the the word god we have here Ah, that, oh, you asked an interesting question. So, this is the one time the Yahwist source uses the word Elohim. Oh. To refer to the sons of God. So, it does not say the sons of Yahweh, and you could potentially read it as the sons of the children of El if you wanted to, if you were so inclined. Well, that's very interesting because that's... It's a multiple. It's no longer a single entity. It's not that these are the sons of any kind of deity. It is Elohim, which is another word for God. Um, it's used interchangeably, but I think it has but a very different plural, context. it's plural. It's plural. Which is very important, uh, which hit the cutting room floor of one of our episodes, I'm sure. But it is a plural word that uh in hebrew to refer to their one god they're very famously the originators of monotheism but their word for god is curiously plural but this is the j source which doesn't call god elohim but calls him by his personal name yahweh interesting so in the j source you did just say J source, right? I did. Okay. So J is, this was originally a German guy who came up with this stuff. So it's Yahwist as in J. I know it doesn't make sense in English. Ja. Ja. <laughs> ja, mom. <laughs> I wasn't going that direction. I was going Scandinavian. <laughs> all kind of like interesting to me because the Bible that I have in my hand. Oh, what is yours say? Yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah, different translation. The is that. It doesn't. It doesn't really go into the the, the, the Hebrew aspect of it. Is really interesting because I think it was meant for like Christians. My Bible, so it basically like doesn't really go into that. It just says the sons of God, and, and that's it. What does the Torah uppercase, say? Upper, uppercase God. The the Torah says B'nai Elohim. Oh, mine's not in Hebrew. Mine's English. 
<laughs> says sons of God. I'm reading the JPS Tanakh. <laughs> I think this is the one with the blue cover. I think there's also one with a red cover. I'm not sure what the difference is. <laughs> very informative, Diogenes. Very informative. I did a little bit of research. Not much. I was just looking at the Amazon <laughs> Kindle store. <laughs> I looked at Wikipedia today. Did it, um, before this chapter, did they mention the Son of God before or is it the first time that you're talking? Ooh, that's a, good, that's a very good no, question. No, this is, this is the first time. And we think from a Christian standpoint, right, Son of God is Jesus, obviously. Uh, Would these be, then be the future Jesus' time-traveling brothers and sisters? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, good theory, good theory. I was also going to point out that even though we keep on referencing Jesus, everyone knows that the one true Messiah is the seventh Abad Rebbe, <laughs> Menachem Mendel Schneerson. Uh, but we reference Jesus, so we understand Christianity is a thing, whatever. I'm still All looking right. for the page. <laughs> All right. So in the Torah, let's see this. Lord, oh no, seven? No, six. I'm winning. All right. When the me, when men began to increase on the earth and the daughters were born to them, the div- oh, ooh, there's a twist, everyone. Why don't you read it? <laughs> the divine beings saw how beautiful the daughters of men were and took wives from among those that pleased them. <laughs> so this this would then take more of a, a literal translation of Elohim, right? The divine beings, not God. Okay, so I did do a little research. on. Well, I called Eliezer. Uh, and I watched some wackadoo YouTube videos. Can and we say wackadoo? Is that something we can say? I think we're allowed to. It's a podcast. We can say anything right. we want, can't I, we? Well, I okay. just... Don't want to disenfranchise the wackadoos. Oh, no, no, no. We don't mean... Uh, certainly, we're not anti-wackadoo. I think many people would consider us wackadoos of a certain type or another. So we don't mean to demean wackadoos. Uh, what I meant to say is uh, one of the things I uh, read in preparation for this was the Book of Enoch, which is very popular among wackadoos. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, is that actually part of the Bible? Or is that like a like an apocryphal? It is in some Ethiopian sect. Otherwise, no, it's an apocryphal text. And it's also part of the Dead Sea Scrolls. So this dates back, this dates back a long time. This isn't like, or I don't know, maybe something's a fraud. Who knows? So, someone can send us an angry email about it. But okay, so <laughs> so that email address is blackhole <laughs> at atheistsread.com. And that is actually the email address, blackhole. But you remember Enoch, who is yes. a descendant of uh, Adam, who's definitely a descendant of Adam, but who's a descendant of Cain or Seth, depending on which chapter of the Bible you read. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, in chapter 5, when he's a descendant of Seth, he curiously walks with God. It's kind of a break in the rhythm from the rest of them who just had some begats, <laughs> and then they bit the dust. Oh, that's right. But Enoch, he walks with God. And the book of Enoch explains 
the crazy shit Enoch saw on this walk. And basically, it comes down to angels. That's this interpretation. Is that where it says sons of God here, these are angels. So these are angels who become horny for humans. And they start violating the separation between heaven and the earth and intermixing with humans. Yes. They make angel babies. Yeah. Human angel hybrids. Yes. Okay, so, but. That gets you into the Preacher series comic (laughs) book. Yes. (laughs) And they took the wives from among those that pleased them. That's a little bit different. I like the pleasing aspect. <laughs> Makes it seem like more of a competition. No, no, no. I I think it was like a they would just be kidnapping these women. That's how it looks, right? No, it's like they found the ones who were who were the best lays and those are the ones that they chose to be married to. They weren't very chaste, these angels. <laughs> and how now, do you, what, now, how do you get married to an angel? Like, how does that even work? Well, I, I would think, think that then the that... word married here is not really married, is it? No. No, but it says it says they took wives for themselves. So are these but wives, sex slave kind of wives? That, that would seem to be the case. I mean, you look at taking a wife. I mean, again... We're taking the wife in the biblical sense, right? Mm. This is the Bible. Right. And it doesn't, spoiler alert, it doesn't seem to have much of a problem with slavery or patriarchy. We see God created patriarchy already in episode, which episode was that? I think that was episode three. God creates patriarchy. But it's interesting, too, that on my Bible here, they they don't talk, they don't say angels or, it says... um, Beings from the spirit world looked upon the beautiful earth woman and took oh. any they desire to be their wife. Does it say earth woman? Yeah, earth woman. Whoa. <laughs> so, okay, here's the other thing about the book of Enoch. If you just read it, it's about angels. And we're, these we're not angels... there yet. We should, make a, we should have a separate podcast or a separate episode. Let me... Atheists read the book of Enoch. Can I finish my thought? <laughs> can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Just, 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 just settle down in your barrel for a minute. <laughs> I just, I just want to summarize briefly. So there's these angels. They're violating. Not only are they violating the boundaries between heaven and earth and fucking the human women. They're uh, they're bringing divine knowledge to the humans and teaching them like forbidden knowledge that they shouldn't know is part of it. Forbidden knowledge beyond that imparted by the non-Euclidean tree. (laughs) Right. Exactly. One would think, you know, women were the first right before the, the sons of God weren't even in the story yet. And Eve was the first to eat the apple. Uh but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that that's a very good point, actually. What was not in that tree that that stood to be revealed in the book of Enoch? And then the Lord said, "My spirit will not contend with men forever." 
for he is mortal. His days will be a hundred and twenty years. Huh. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. That is interesting. A hundred and twenty years. I mean, did uh, they have better Medicare and Medicaid at the time? Well, okay, so Methuselah. <laughs> There's there's some long lived people in Genesis five. Yeah, we we just hundreds uh, of years. Lamech was seven hundred and seventy seven years. Then he died. They must have paid oh, that, that crazy quote, crazy to taxes to get pensions until nine hundred and. <laughs> well, at that point though, they're, they're and Adam know. was nine hundred and thirty years old when he died. That's an old, and Noah's gonna be older than that too. Spoiler, Spoiler I'm sorry, but it doesn't make sense because he makes this limit and then. People live older ages later on. And when do you retire? At sixty-five? <laughs> that's a nice. That's a nice uh, portion of your life that you're working. So people who take this literally hold that like our genetics were better back then, because I guess we were closer to God. Because uh, we had more incests. Our gene pool was smaller. Well, and it's also like they they take it so literally that they believe in like the firmament and the upper waters and like that the firmament blocked radiation and made people live longer or something like that. It's yeah, well, it's that's, that's interesting. <laughs> in my translation, but, um the Lord said, "My breath shall not abide in man forever." And what what word did yours use, uh, Pablo? It was uh, my spirit will not contend with man forever. Oh, that's a very different more... connotation. Right. So you remember there was this ambiguity we had in Genesis one too, uh, with Hebrew between the word spirit and the word for wind. Eliezer said spirit. We said wind. The Enuma Elish said when. <laughs> so. And this, this has it as breath. <laughs> right. So this comes back again to breath, which is the way man was created by blowing in the nostril. Right. But we're, but th we're also post, way, way post uh, fall at this point. So God is still apparently looking out for these people and the divine or, um, the Lord got uh, apparently it pissed him off enough to say, I'm going to uh, pull my breath back out. Right. The other Bible that I have in my hand, which is a Bible study called the one year Bible. Look at what did they say on the same line? Right. So so the new international version says my spirit will not contend with men forever for he's mortal. Right. But the other one, look at this one. My God, I can't believe that they really look at this. My spirit must not forever be disgraced in man, wholly oh. evil as he is. Wow, that is very different. That just sounds creative to me. There's no way it can be that far, the Hebrew's that far off from the other two. So the Hebrew says, once again, The Lord said, My breath shall not abide in man forever, since he, he too is flesh. So this is... In the Hebrew. Wow. Everything is so different. Who do you trust, man? Seriously. Well, the Hebrew. The Hebrew is, is the, the Hebrew. closest. So. I mean, it was originally Hebrew. I would think that's the. We don't know Hebrew. We just have an internet connection. Okay. So the um, 
the particular breath is ruach. Um, ruach is the breath wind spirit. Oh, so they're all they're all the same. The, is it the same word in uh, Genesis one and Genesis two? Yes. Interesting. Uh, of the deep and the spirit of God. Yep. That is really an interesting ambiguity, isn't it? Because it's translated different ways in different Bibles and all those places, but it's the same word. You need yeah, BibleHub.com to tell you it's the same word, though. <laughs> and I'm, but I'm really like surprised how this one Bible in my hand actually uses the world. The it actually says that the man is in disgrace and wholly evil as he is. When like, in the Hebrew, it's yeah. When the Hebrew, it's because he too is of flesh, so he's made of meat. He's not divine. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm. I'm going to read from the, the evil Bible then here. I like that. <laughs> All right. In those days and even afterwards, when the evil beings from the spirit world were sexually involved with human women, their children became giants of whom so many legends are told. Yeah, that's wow. <laughs> that is some shit. That is much different. Okay, so I want to I want to give it the Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went into the daughters of humans who bore children to them. That is explicit. Yeah. yeah. Alright, to the Hebrew. Oh, so another another translation that I've seen is came into. <laughs> Yeah, wow. in my in my other Bible here it doesn't say yours says into right. Mine says went to the daughters. Oh, that sounds much nicer. Yeah, okay, so exactly. the original Hebrew, well, <laughs> the translated into English because I can't read Hebrew. It was then and later too that the Nephilim appeared on Earth, when the divine beings cohabitated with the daughters of men, who bore them offspring. They were the heroes of old, the men of renown. Ooh. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, so this heroes thing, it's interesting that... Let's look up that one. Well, it's interesting that it's translated that way, because I already called Eliezer about it, and he says it's just the noun for form of the word strong. So these aren't heroic characters. In the book of Enoch, uh, they're giants who wreak all kinds of havoc they're like eating the livestock they're like tearing trees up they're doing all the things crazed giants in the bible could do so that this is interesting so the divine beings have come down to cohabitate with the women of man and create super offspring and you notice, too, how heteronormative it is. I know the whole Bible is this way. And it like we went through all those patriarchs and they're begatting all these people. And it's like, how are they begatting all these people without some women around? And now we have the same thing where are there daughters of God or daughters of Elohim or you know what I'm saying? Are there female angels who are getting it on with men? But these Nephilim, they aren't heroes. They're just strong. And they're giants. They it, do it doesn't heroes. say they're giants. 
It just says it says mighty. they're giants later on. Okay, so okay. the Nephilim. Yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. Then we just know that they're strong. No, well, spoiler alert. It says in a whole nother book. Way. Oh, we're not getting there tonight. Yeah, no shit. Episodes and episodes of the future that they are giants. So <laughs> okay, and they're strong. No, but that's what I was saying on my on my evil Bible here. Uh, this this verse four. They yeah, which used... one is your evil one again? Yeah, they already used the word giant here. Oh, they did. So yeah. the word Nephilim comes from the Hebrew for to fall. So it's really the fallen. And you would think the Catholics would be down with that, with the whole emphasis on Satan and the fall and everything like that. They would translate it as the fallen. I don't know why. I don't know why everyone stuck with giants. So instead of like, but here's the thing. On my Bible, it says it actually say the evil beings from the spirit world. And I think that that expression, evil beings, evil beings from the spirit world, is what uh, Nephilim is. And then it says, uh, were sexually involved with human women, and their children became giants. No, but the, no, 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 no. The sons of God are not the Nephilim. Their offspring are the Nephilim. The sons of God are angels. No. Yes. What does it say, Nephilim? <laughs> They're the offspring of the sons of God. So what I'm saying is... Your Bible translated Nephilim to giants, which a lot of Bibles do. I'm sure some of our listeners have that in their Bibles at home. But it translated sons of God to these evil beings from the spirit world, which is totally not. Okay, so the other interpretation is that this is referring to Seth's children as, you know, there's this whole duality between Seth's line, which is the godly line, and Cain's line, which is supposedly the ungodly line, even though Enoch and Lamech are strangely listed as descendants of both. But Yes. The Lord saw how great the man's wickedness on earth, and how every plan devised by his mind was nothing but evil all the time. He made this rhyme? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it rhymes in, in the uh, the new standard revised version. This is this is from the uh, JPS Tanakh. Yeah, I don't know about your JPS because it said heroes, which the yeah, word heroes is bullshit. It doesn't it doesn't correlate to the Hebrew. And man was, must have been a really son of a bitch back then because every inclination of the thoughts was evil seriously wow well, what's also interesting is we don't have any account of what wickedness is well the first mention of evil is when god creates a tree right which is strange because it's a tree <laughs> but it's it's also like god created the conditions for the fall he set up the fall and if you believe god's omniscient he created evil. He knew exactly what would happen when he put the tree of knowledge of good and evil there. The concept of evil didn't exist in their minds before they ate from the fruit. So isn't it all God's fault, even though it's all blamed on Eve because Adam's a douchebag and he's like, oh, well, the woman made me do it. Why don't you let me rule over her and name her? I'm sure that'll that'll <laughs> lead to a healthy relationship. Right. <laughs> But wasn't supposed to the serpent to be Lucifer, and it, it just doesn't explain at this point that it well, is Lucifer? Well, we're, we're taking what's on the page, so yeah. there's no—it's it, at this point, 
just exactly. a snake. Right. Well, that's a very that's a Christian interpretation. So Christians believe that the serpent is Lucifer, and I don't think Jews necessarily. Am I right, no, no. Diogenes? Yes, you are right. And Satan, they don't have the devil. Jews don't have the devil or hell in the same way that Christians do. It's not. It's hard to make blatant statements about it. But in in Judaism, uh, Satan is on God's side and exists to tempt humans to do the wrong thing. But he's working for God. It's not a cosmic opposition like it is so, in Christianity. So the word ha- hashitan means the adversary. And maybe we'll get angry emails from Eliezer seeing as how I might have botched that. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, it was the adversary. And the whole thing was like in, in Job later on, uh, God and the adversary have a bet. And the whole thing is about a bet. But we're not there yet. This is a spoiler. Um, where were we? Oh, so so we have this concept of wickedness and evil, but there's no there's no accounting for what it is other than not the the knowledge of it. But it hasn't been elucidated no, to anybody. Okay. Is is he defining evil right? Because the only thing that Eve did was to disobey God. And is disobeying God count as an act of evil in the Bible? You see what I mean? So that's mm. why everybody is evil. It's not like that you're going around doing evil things, but it's basically like, oh, you disobey me. That is evil. Therefore, so hubris you know, is evil. Equal, is the equal, yeah, equal flawed and equal problems. Uh, you know. <laughs> so the worst thing you can be is have hubris, and the second worst thing you can do is kill a guy. No, clearly you have to follow God's 613 rules. We don't have 613 rules letter. yet. That, that, that's what I'm saying. This wickedness, this concept of wickedness and evil is based on not saying no to God, not having hubris to think you're, right. you know, whatever, and not killing a guy. Well, so, and what's also interesting, too, God never said don't kill up until this point. Well... Other than, no, he didn't. He didn't tell Cain, "Don't kill your brother." That's true. He warned Cain that your inclination may be, or sin lurks around every corner, or something. But he didn't say, "Don't kill your brother." And he must have known exactly what was going to happen if he's omniscient, right? Why didn't he say, "Hey, killing is wrong. Don't kill your brother." Unless, as you well... said before, God, God's not omniscient. No, it's like just reading this. If I was just going to read this as a story, it doesn't seem like God's omniscient. The Christian explanation and probably the Jewish one, too, is that God is being like an annoying parent when he's saying things like, where are you? Or like, where is your brother? Or who told you you were naked? He's he's asking questions he knows the answer to. But God seems to react like very emotionally. Oh, yeah. To all these things. Well, I mean, that's one of the things in the Bible, right? Like. God is... I mean, he's about to get a lot more emotional. <laughs> the, the, the character of God is uh, reacts very violently and very quickly to all kinds of situations, but it, there only seems to be... There's not a lot of love going around. It's a lot of smiting. Right, but smiting that's because humans are always thinking about evil because they ate from the tree that God planted... Because he's got a plan. He's God. 
He's got a plan. All this is going to work out. We just got to get to Revelation. Well, it's basically <laughs> like you, you're not supposed to uh, threaten God. Or you're not supposed to question him. You know what I mean? It's like I'm right. going to put this rock here and it can't. you shouldn't move it. And that's it. And you should just obey that and not question him on it. And by eating from the tree, you basically was questioning his judgment. And like, whatever, I'll eat from the tree. It's just an apple. Mm. Right. And God also conspicuously doesn't follow through on, I guess, what was an empty threat that you'll die that day if you eat from the tree. It does sound yeah. like an annoyed parent, doesn't it? He's a little merciful, I suppose. That's what Christians would say. God's not inconsistent. He's just merciful. <laughs> it's like the benign tumors. Free range benign tumors. <laughs> roaming around the countryside. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on earth, and his heart was filled with pain. Mm. So he regretted. Right, so it's emotional again, right? It's very explicitly emotional. And God has made a mistake. And God has a heart. I mean, if you're as literal as I am. Oh, he made himself in the image of man, and man under himself. But you know what? We're talking about a part of the Bible that people read, and then they built an ark based on it. We're not there yet. So, that, that's yeah, the big reveal. So Come on, man. All Come I'm on. saying is we Come can on. be a little bit literal. Um, so, but I think it's interesting that by this regret, right, it's like something he shouldn't have done. He's made a mistake. Right, right. He's expressing regret. That's exactly. And, and he was, and his heart was sad. Yeah, he was filled with pain, says my, on my Bible here. Whoa, God experiences pain? Oh. In, in a godly way. In a godly way. Right, because it's like he felt bad, or he regretted it, or the, the God character regretted it, and then felt bad about the fact that he regrets it. If if he's like, I shouldn't have done this, and I'm gonna, and then grieves. It's like I know what I gotta do, or know what I'm gonna do, but I feel bad about it. But we don't know what he's gonna do yet, or she's gonna do yet. So if God's Jewish, would he be a self-hating Jew? <laughs> At this point, I suppose so. <laughs> so the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. Wow. Seriously, what does the animals have to do? Yeah, and I I have the beasts and the creeping things and the birds of the sky. Who then have they hurt to be completely yeah. killed by God? That's lazy. Not but cool. it's not. I mean, it, that's like a, that's like rage quitting, right? It's like like these guys are being dicks, so kill it all. Like just pull the lever, turn it off. But you forgot about the nephilim. That's the whole thing is like the the boundary between heaven and earth has been violated and everything's fucked now. And he just has to start over. And it's like it's returning back to the conditions before creation when there was just water. You know what I mean? And then just to rebuild from this one 
we'll we'll learn who he is in a verse or two. But, but why well, the birds and not the fish yeah, or the sea mammals? Yeah. Or the so, sea monsters? Were the animals like misbehaving too? I mean, maybe that's the wickedness, right? Because we, we've already seen Adam have all the bestiality uh, with all of the <laughs> logic jump. <laughs> Wait, well, hold on, though. So one of the one of the wackadoo YouTube videos I saw said that there was a fall in heaven, too. Right. Like this idea of fallen angels, like we're not quite there yet. But maybe we are, depending on how you translate things, right? I mean, it seems explicit to me, but it could also be aliens. It could also... I'm not saying it's aliens, but Oh, aliens. it's definitely aliens. <laughs> All we know is that there's divine beings from the sky that are mating <laughs> with earth women. Yeah, and it's not yeah, it's not necessarily Yahweh. It's Elohim and a guy who never if you knew well, a guy and he never used the word Elohim and all of a sudden you you would pay attention. You would be like, "Oh, you maybe in, in this in my version uh here, it lifts it as the divine beings. Elohim it translates Elohim as the divine beings, not God. Yeah, try doing that for the rest of the text. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, divine being said, let there be light. <laughs> oh, wait, I've undercut the present premise of this whole book. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So this is the first time that God acknowledges that he's just going to wipe everybody out. So basically yeah. commit gen genocide. Yeah. Armageddon. Yeah. This is the Armageddon happening right here. No, Armageddon's a totally different thing, isn't it? I don't know. But, yes, he's, he's wiping it all away, right? Like, the, the men, the yeah, beasts. He uses the word wipe. I have blot. It's more of like a squish. <laughs> Should we, do we need to call Eliezer? <laughs> um... And the beasts and the creeping things and the birds. But that still leaves half of creation, the sea monsters. Wait, you're saying but, so he's leaving some things alive? No, no, there's no but, but there's no explicit mentioning of anything in the water. Well, it's because of the well, next paragraph that we're going to read, probably. But Noah found favor in the sight of the Lord. These are the descendants of Noah. Oh, Christ, we're doing descendants again? <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, did wait, 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 no. We just did That's... a whole fucking chapter. We gotta no. do descendants again? It's interesting because on mine, it doesn't say descendants. It says, this is the account of Noah. Now goes oh. the story of Noah. Yeah. Mine says, this is the line of Noah. Oh. I like mine this whole three account. different Bibles thing. <laughs> Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. Oh. So this is, again, like Enoch, we're walking with God. Yes. That's strange. I, that's the second place that, that shows up. That I have a footnote. So the wackadoo oh, no, YouTube that's video. <laughs> the that's just the verse. <laughs> the wackadoo YouTube video says that this is actually about Noah's genetics, that his genealogy is poor, pure when it says the generations of Noah. 
right? Like this is Noah doesn't have any angel DNA. He's not one of the Nephilim. So that's why God chooses him and his family because they have an interbred with angels. And this is sounds remarkably like eugeny from Hitler. Eugenics, yeah. <laughs> yes. Having to point out all that stuff, you know, he was pure, he was pure, you're not pure, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Noah walked with God, then Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So did he have these three sons as a result of walking with God? Is that a euphemism? I'm not good at finding out where the euphemisms are in this book. But I don't think, yeah, right. Well, no, that's always that's always the challenge, right, is how literally do you take it and how seriously do you take it? Like some people who take it really, really seriously say, oh, it's not literal. I just uh, believe in it as a metaphor, right? And there are other people who take it totally literally. Yeah. So by ham, are we talking about the product from pigs? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> Unless Japtha is the ancient Hebrew word for spam. <laughs> it's like, shem, ham, and spam. Eggs and bacon. So you didn't hear it? I, 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 I knew it was there and I totally forgot about it. We crossed sources again. We're no longer in J and we're in P. And that's what we're reading right now is that transition. Is that the redactor has added the great the redactor. Yeah. These are the records of Noah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, according to... The Bible with sources revealed. Uh, this is this was one of those lines that was added by the redactor. In this case, to bridge the transition between the Yahwist source and the priestly source. The earth became corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with lawlessness. When God saw how corrupt the earth was, for all flesh had corrupted its ways on earth. God said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to all flesh, for the earth is filled with lawlessness. Because of them, I am absolutely, because of them, I am about to destroy them with the earth. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> we have a restatement of the things that happened before, right? So the, the earth became corrupt before God and then, I guess maybe it's more explicit now because it said before there was like wickedness. But there's no, there's no Nephilim. There's no, that whole story is gone from this. Oh, that's true. It's just, yeah, there's law, general lawlessness. So basically also Noah was God's therapist here, you know, like God came to him and like, listen, I can't, man. Seriously, this is too much. I got to put an end to it all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that all flesh because of because of the fact that its flesh is corrupted it's interesting that on my bible it doesn't say flesh oh it basically says i am going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them i am surely going to destroy both them and the earth 
That's also interesting that the earth is threatened. It's not just like, I'm going to destroy the people. I'm going to get rid of the planet. Right. And this or happens. Or get rid of the land. This like, ha- Right. And it's returning to that state of the waters. And this happens. Uh, I mean, this is obviously one of those archetypal, archetypal myths where uh, it's happened a lot. Like, there's a flood in the Epic of Gilgamesh. There's a flood in the Epic of Atrahasis. There's a flood in the Epic of Ziasudra. And there's, there's, in many of those stories, there's this thing of this guy who's let in on, you know, there's going to be this flood. You better build a boat. We haven't gotten that far. Oh, look, look. My evil Bible. Bi- oh, yeah, what, what did you say? Yeah, my evil Bible says differently. Ah, what does the evil Bible say? The evil Bible says, As God observed how bad it was and saw that all mankind was vicious and depraved, he said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all mankind, for the earth is filled with crime because of men. Yes, I will destroy mankind from the earth. Oh, so yours doesn't specify the beasts and the creepy crawlies or the birds and it doesn't no but we read that earlier that's oh that's the not the same source. one oh um <laughs> but yours also doesn't say destroying the earth as well which no it's uh, like from the earth instead of and the earth big difference big difference there yes big yeah difference. <laughs> and the word is haaretz that's used so it's earth or land so make yourself an ark of gopher wood make it make an ark with compartments and cover it inside and out with pitch well at least he's, he's giving him instructions on how to seal yeah a, a boat and given the specific type of wood you can't be mahogany you can't be anything else. it has to be gopher wood no one in his family is gonna have to kill a lot of gophers well, like in my book, boat. in my Bible, it says cypress wood. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that no one's really sure what it was. I mean, all this stuff. Do people really know what these words mean in a dead language? Like, people speak Hebrew, but Eliezer's like, no, it's a totally different language. Biblical Hebrew is its own thing. Like, do people really know what, you know, right? To what these words would have meant to someone living back then? Well, this is it, guys. We're about to build a ship. This is exciting. The evil Bible here says resinous wood. Resonance wood? Resinous. Ah. So some type of a resin wood. Oh, interesting. So in Hebrew, it says gopher. As in, like, the Hebrew word is gopher. Gopher. It, it, it's just like a... Oh, it's not the animal gopher. No, it, it, it's not the animal. It's just... So there's no actual translatable equivalent. It's just this mystery thing that they're just like, oh, yeah. So if this is dictated by God, it's like, yeah, the gopher wood. Why ha- Why do we not know what the gopher wood is? Wait, guys, but my Bible... That my- was like, wait, say that again. I'm making this out of what? <laughs> did, did Moses get it wrong? 
It's like, I swore you said gophers. I didn't think it made sense, but I swore you said gophers. But you're God. Who am I to question you? <laughs> you oh, say it's gopher. gophers. Oh, in my Bible, of the version Bible here, they say cypress wood. They're oh. very specific. That's interesting. So they're just making an assumption. Yeah, completely <laughs> assumption. Whole cloth. Yeah, some Bibles do that. Like, ours change the rivers, too, from what Eliezer thought they should be. It, it, it does have a footnote here that says, the meaning of the Hebrew for this word is uncertain. Right. Oh, and, and he goes on. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. Make uh, So how big is that? What the hell's a cubit? I have here, my friend, you shall not be in the dark, Diogenes. I have <laughs> the measurements in your ridiculous imperial whatever shit America has. <laughs> um, is Go The on. ark is to be 450 feet long. 75 feet wide and 45 feet high. That, that That's a big... How big are cruise liners? <laughs> it's the Ark Park, right? That's to the exact specifications. But if a cubit is from your elbow to your middle finger, isn't it totally... I don't know. I mean... He told Noah, right? So if you tell a specific guy this, he's saying the distance from your elbow to your middle finger. <laughs> but if anyone else builds this ark, it's going to be slightly different. That's true. Well, I come from a country with a uh, meter system, and I know it's 140 meters long. So that's half the size of the Eiffel Tower. I bet they measured that in meters, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think base 10 is a better system. <laughs> it's almost the arbitrary size of somebody's foot. I think this is why also... Or a cubit. Some... <laughs> Same principle, though. Yes, meters think... are superior to cubits, probably. I think this is also why there's uh, some people that are building the Ark here in the U.S. Some some, some folks, I want to say. I'm not going to pejorative here, but um, they are building the, this Ark. So they have very specific instructions here yeah the arc park who has that yeah. kind of money uh, so like i have i have money lying around i'm going to rebuild the arc so does the arc park have uh these nephilim in cages and they run around wild in pens until the power goes down and then the nephilim start running wild they should <laughs> we should make this movie uh, I think we should make this happen. <laughs> but where are we going to find Nephilim? Stilts. <laughs> you know what also would be really amazing? You know how people, like, out of nowhere, they just, like, quote the Bible to try to, like, make a point? <laughs> I, I wonder, like, if one day you hire a contractor in your apartment to do something, and then you go and you question him, and he goes, like, excuse me, Bible chapter 6, <laughs> verses... Verses 15, this is how it's to be built, 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high, sir. It says in the Bible right there. <laughs> Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above. Put the door of the ark in its side. Make it with a lower, second, and third decks. 
For my part, I am going to bring a flood of waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. Wow. So all flesh under the sky, but above the water. Before that, Diogenes, the part that he talks about a lower, middle, and upper deck, man, we're talking classes here already. You know what I mean? Charging entrances for like lower deck, middle deck, upper deck. You know what I mean? For the animals or his family? I don't know. Where did his family? It sounded really weird how specific he was. He was very specific. Lower, middle, and upper deck. It seems like a lot for the time period this was. <laughs> seems like this would have been maybe when this was written, this was like written to show like how amazing it was. Now like <laughs> we have ships with so many decks, but back then they didn't they didn't have decks. Well, I imagine though that boats were not uncommon because this is right, you know, the Tigris and Euphrates river valleys, right? Or on on the deltas. So seasonally these areas would flood. So there's um there has to be like a standard way of making boats. You know, this is also showing that the concept of boats is not uncommon. Just build a boat that's this big. So they're used to floods. They know that they happen. Right, but you're thinking in terms of like reality and people who wrote this. But what if you're thinking in terms of the Bible? Is this the first boat? This is the first boat in the story. Well, but e- this is the first boat in the story. But even then, it it it's a technical outline of how to build this thing to a specification. It sounds like he's giving him like a like an engineering specification. But the concept of boat, you don't see any explanation of God explaining to Noah saying. So I'm going to put you in this thing and it's going to save you. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he that's... just says build a boat. I also have a, a question here. Like he says, mm. so make yourself an ark of Cyprus. So an ark was a common thing then, right? What is an ark? Right. And it's interesting that he used the word ark because in Raiders of Lost Ark, right? You know, an ark of the covenant. So ark is something small to carry something. Right, is it the same word in both cases? Is it the same word in Hebrew? Well, I don't know. I don't know, but in this case, I guess Ark is just something that holds something. Here, this is interesting. He doesn't even say build a boat. He says build a box or chest. Oh, that's another... Tevat. Oh, damn it, I should have done research. In one of the other flood myths, it's like a chest. It's not a proper boat. It's like this guy's just like, you know, survives this way. Yeah. So this is a cube. So our whole conversation about boats, do we know about boats, was not for naught. This is a... Yeah. It's not a boat. No, it's not. Not a boat at all. It's a sealed box. You take you take the wood and then you seal it with Oh, pit. we got to go to the Ark Park now. <laughs> We're going to blow their minds, man. <laughs> So, so this is pretty interesting. So we're looking at a triple-decker box with a roof and then a portion of the roof cut out and terminating one cubit higher. So like ventilation? 
Okay, like a but sky, the... it's a skylight. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark. You, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you, and every living thing of all flesh you shall bring to of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. So... There's one specification here that's seems a bit short-sighted because it's not exact. What's that? Well, they're taking a male and a female of each kind to keep alive in the ark, right? Right. What if one of the animals is gay? <laughs> Okay, so my initial thought was there definitely were dinosaurs on the Ark, but I like your initial <laughs> thought, too. It, it seems like poor planning. <laughs> you know what? I bet the dinosaurs ate the gay one. I bet that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there should be dinosaurs and unicorns. Right, and how do you keep a T-Rex from eating everything well that's the other thing it says it's just noah and his family <laughs> like how where are they getting all these animals from theoretically they're in a like if you believe that this actually happened they're in a geographical place there's different animals all over the world <laughs> how does this work exactly what are they gonna do how are they gonna get these animals on this freaking boat maybe maybe the animals will just appear. Oh. Wouldn't that be disorienting for the animals? <laughs> you have a bird in a tree and then all of a sudden he's in a boat. Do animals talk to God? Because we have a talking snake so far. But he hasn't interacted with God. He's only talked to people. Yeah, I'm sure that he can talk to them. He created them, right? Right, so did he tell, like, okay, <laughs> all the koalas <laughs> start swimming? <laughs> no, no, so... If they could swim that far, they could survive this flood. <laughs> so, so are you saying that, as opposed to the battle royale that happened after the fall, now uh, God is pulling the long walk on these animals? Say, okay, koalas, Go. And the last two to make it in each gendered category. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. probably that's where natural selection comes from. Oh, that's, I, that's how God created natural selection. That's valid. Was by commanding all the animals to go to the ark, right? Because only the strongest koalas could swim that far <laughs> and exist that long without eucalyptus. I would watch that reality TV show. Who makes it to the ark gets to survive. <laughs> that would be amazing. Survivor 750. <laughs> Make it to the ark. Um, so I have a, here a, a section, um, Alexander, that you can cut in later. I found the thing about the ark. Oh, great. All right. So the gist of the world, if you're wondering why the connection does not just mean boat, it more accurately means a vessel. Ah. 
So basically, a vessel is approaching, Captain. <laughs> Nuclear vessels. I screwed it up. I pronounced the V. How did I pronounce the V? <laughs> I did the one thing that uh, you can't do with that impression. <laughs> <laughs> the vessel. Sorry. Yeah. They are represented by different words and different meanings in original Hebrew. So Noah, Noah's Ark is a Teva, and the Ark of the Covenant is an Aaron. And of course, oh. I'm, but I'm butchering here the pronunciation because I cannot speak Hebrew. Well, that answers that question, though. From, from the birds of every kind, cattle of every kind, every kind of creeping thing on earth, for two of each shall come to you to stay alive. Okay. I still don't understand how the animals aren't eating each other. <laughs> okay, let me let me read. I, I just want to read the end to get this out, and then we can talk about... Also, take with you every kind of food that is eaten, and store it up, and it shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. So, so, we, so we got these animals, and we got this food. That's a lot of food. So here's the deal, guys, right? And God doesn't say how long the flood's going to be. Yeah, but here's the deal. You you see coming up the ramp four zebras, right? Mm. When they get to the door, they look at each other like, oh, shit. You see the joke? You see the joke right there? Right, so two of those zebras are your food. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> A little slow on the uptake. Yes. So every for every carnivore in there, I'm sure that there was not just two animals going in there. There was a little more, and I'm sure. And they were a little worried about who's going to stay, who's going to go, who's going to become food. So not only did God invent natural selection in this part, God invented artificial selection. Because in a way, right, so, okay, say seven giraffes come up to your ark. You're going to choose the two prettiest giraffes, you know? You, Are you? Right? You're not going to choose, like, the, like, fucking weird giraffes <laughs> <laughs> or maybe or maybe giraffes originally their necks were like 20 feet long but you could only choose the giraffes with the stubby necks to fit in the ark see part of the problem here is how tall is this ark did we say how tall oh, it is yeah, can the... it fit giraffes and tyrannosaurus rexes and things oh, yeah, have the measurements yeah yeah it's 45 feet high wait <laughs> And that it's three decks. So each deck is 12 feet. So giraffes must have some kind of cutout or something. <laughs> yeah. That's how they are in the pictures. Their heads sticking out of the top. But what about like a brontosaurus? They could have a, a neck hole too. <laughs> but no, but, 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 but no, God said this has to be covered, right? Are there oh, holes yeah. in the top? There is one hole. There's a skylight. Mm. Okay. So maybe the giraffe sticks its... Okay. So maybe all the long-necked animals <laughs> are sticking up through this skylight. I, 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 it's going to be kind of like sad, too. Like, imagine the zebras get to the door of the ark, the four zebras, and they go, you know, where should I go? And Noah goes like, well, you two, you get the lower deck, and you two, you get the upper deck. You're like, why? Why do I get this lower deck? Oh, you're going to find out soon enough. Right. And what if they're all siblings? 
So two of them are killed, right? The remaining two, not only do they have to live with the knowledge that their brother and sister were killed, they and now have to eaten. fuck and procreate <laughs> to, 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 you know, right? Even though they're brother and sister. Well, we know Cain did his sister, or we theorize Cain might have done his sister. There were yeah. no people, other people in the story. It is quite insane. Again, we're like restricting the gene pool. You know, we were we were starting to build a good gene pool for every creature, and God reduces to like just two again, one couple. Moving forward, maybe, but maybe that's what it's about. Because it's like, right, because we had in the beginning of this chapter, the boundaries between heaven and earth being violated and this like interspecies breeding happened. And maybe like if Adam, we know Adam had some bestiality episodes, maybe maybe the angels were doing the livestock too. Maybe there were all kinds of half breeds running around. Like things with weird deformed wings, like just flopping around, and God's just like, "Whoa, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm, I, no, okay, we're gonna reboot this shit." Yeah. <laughs> That's my theory, anyway. That sounds like a horrifying sight. Yeah. There you go. Indeed. Interesting, interesting, guys. I think we did it, huh? We, we did, absolutely. I mean, we, yeah, we are to the end. Tune in next week to find out if Noah and his family can survive for 40 days and 40 nights on the ark. Wait, I thought it was 150 days. Or are all the practical details glossed over in the story? Find out next Sunday on an all-new Atheist Read the Bible. Music by Connected Sounds.